Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? We're, we're back. Good. I'm, I'm going to steal that. I'm doing great because yeah, I'm back why. from vacation. You know, we got refreshed. I said this on LinkedIn Live the other day. Get on a soapbox for seconds. Take a vacation, unplug as much as you can, and come back recharged. It helps. It helps everything outer banks it was nice yeah outer banks um in the summer populated there in the middle of july peak season but it was nice you know on the beach my kid became an expert boogie boarder um good for her yeah good for her is right did you try i mean did you take a a, no no runs at it huh no 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 runs at the boogie board you you uh, <laughs> you, I'm surprised. I know my I'm, role. I know. I know. I'm surprised that I didn't get a single Snapchat of you just trying a boogie board. But hey, I guess uh, I no, guess you, know, you don't no. want to fall and break anything at your age, right, my friend? Correct. We know our would ruin the golf game for the rest of the season. You can't hurt your golf game in the middle of the summer. Did you play while you were down there? No, no playing. Just a lot of beach time. Saw Top Gun. Two hours of fun. Um, highly recommend the the, the social media buzz. Backed it up, but um, that's enough about me, Brad. How how are you? I'm good, doing really well, Matt. We're uh, we're cruising. Grass looks great. Super super passionate about lawn care this summer. Might as well be right. Um, got a new smoker. Got a got a Traeger for uh, Father's Day from my wife and son. And I'm gonna tell you, man, I don't know how I had anything else, but it's incredible, absolutely incredible. So you know, my world, everything is going really well. Um, fired up for today's show, get to talk a little bit about TikTok, get to talk about a little bit on Indeed. Fun show. Two segments today. So Matt, what do you say, man? Let's get to the show. Let's go. Indeed has eliminated expansions. Matt, what does that mean? Why should I care? And what do we do about it? Indeed eliminated expansions, um, July 18th, 2022. And it's called their one-to-one policy where basically it's saying, you can only have one job post per rec ID. And there was two ways companies were doing this. It was doing multiple job titles. So let's say Brad Staffing Agency posts as production worker. We could also post it as warehouse worker or machine operator, something like that. Then on the geography side, Staffing Agency has a job in Buffalo, New York. We might also post it as some suburbs, Amherst, Tonawanda, Orchard Park, Hamburg, Kenmore, all suburbs here of the local Buffalo market. The goal of that was to have more fishing poles in the sea, in the ocean, in the pond, to try to catch more fish because it's hyper-competitive. Indeed's a search engine. If someone goes to Indeed, let's say Brad's original job was warehouse worker, Buffalo, New York. If I go in and type in production worker, Amherst, if Brad has a job that says that, it will probably match my search results more than Something has a little bit different title. So that's the thought process behind it. When Indeed came back and said it was the number one complaint from on Indeed was these variations because job might be five or 10 minutes away. The title might be a little different. 
poor candidate experience. So they decide to eliminate him. So why do I care? Right? Literally got that question from a client on Monday. He's like, Matt, great. What does this mean? So could mean fewer applications. Could mean more of applications. It might mean nothing. We don't know. It's been 48 hours. I mean, in theory, it should mean it should mean fewer applications. You have fewer jobs posted in theory, like the, the raw mathematics of if I have in theory ten spinoffs of the same job and now I only have that one job in theory, it should yield less application. So in two days here at Haley Marketing, two days, is not a lot of data. Um, not really. We saw 60% reduction in jobs that we were exporting. We saw 25 to 30% reduction in applications. So that means we are getting fewer applications. It's not, but the interesting thing is, is the cost metrics are the same. Like the cost per application, basically the same pennies here or there It happens, but that's what was interesting to me. So we, we decreased jobs by 60%. We only decreased applications by 30%. Um, so like you said, Brad, fewer yeah. applies. I also wonder if that's yielding a, a higher level of candidate, right? So, so like you said, from the candidate experience side of things, people are getting frustrated because they were in theory applying to the same job multiple times and not knowing it. If Brad Biley is applying to production worker, Kenmore production worker, Williamsville production, Buffalo pr production worker, Buffalo, Yes, you've received three applications, but really, you're kind of lying to me because I'm really only applying to one job. So, yeah, you might be losing applications, but it might end up, you know, cleaning up your database a little bit too. Just thinking out loud. Yeah, it could. Um, those are pros and cons. Yeah, no pros and cons. We talked about with clients when we originally did this. So, um, definitely something to think about. So. So what should companies do? That's the natural question. I'm sure my my podcast partner is going to ask. I'd love to know. I would absolutely love to know what we should do given Indeed has eliminated expansions. Don't ignore the policy. Don't, Don't know. I yeah. mean, you can. I'm not right. going to tell you to do that. Do not. Um, if you want to go to Indeed jail, I don't know if you're not going to get their first offense, but um, I think they created a new team to watch this. I'm my own, if I'm calling it the plagiarism team, I don't think that's true, but something in my like academic that. sense, hey, you don't want to write something like that in the academic world, but I'm sure it's more quality control. Um, they'll let you know, they'll let you clean it up. That also has to be automated, right? That they have to just be scraping the site. There can't be somebody just sitting there combing through jobs. Correct. Um, probably red flags and then someone looks at it and hey, Brad Staffing Company, stop doing this. If you get enough slaps on the wrist, I'm sure they could shut you down. Um, so don't do that. Don't, if you have a job order for 20 workers, don't post that job 20 times. What do I mean? You have a warehouse worker job that needs 20 people. Don't post 20 jobs. That's going to probably get you in trouble. Um, the third part, don't data. Look at your data. Know what's going on. And I'm going to talk about on what you should do here, why that's important. Um, on the flip side, post jobs for different shifts. So if you have warehouse worker first shift, warehouse worker second shift, warehouse worker third shift, that's okay. Um, that's fine. That definitely go through that process because the jobs are probably a little different. The pay is probably different. I'm sure there might be a shift differential. Um, so that's definitely something to do. Look at different or monitor your metrics. You know, look at your cost per application. Look at your cost per click. 
look at your daily spend because let's say your daily spends down 25% here in the next couple of weeks, your, your change purse where your money is for the month has more in it at the end of the month. The job boards love spending all that money at the end of the month. So if we've overfunded our account a little bit, the 30th, 31st, you might get a heck of a, you know, it's going to spend all your money at the end of the month and you're not getting as many applications, overpay for clicks, overpay for applications. So really watch your metrics and watch your daily spend. That's what we're doing here at Haley Marketing. Um, we're tracking our clients daily spend from the first two quarters of the 2022 and going to compare that and all their metrics from January through June to what's going on here in July and then adjust and try to make sure where the budget's being um, managed effectively. You know, at, at the end of the day, we're playing by the rules of somebody else in everything that we do. You know, Indeed, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, Google search. When we talk on this show, we're talking about best practices. We're talking about insights and tactics for how you can maximize your marketing efforts, how you can drive more applications, more job orders. It's always going to be something. At the end of the day, something's going to change. We, we've we seen Facebook jobs go away. We've seen Indeed's organic jobs go away. We've seen other things shift, come back, tweak, change, whatever it might be. You know, Matt, this is just another example of how the industry needs to evolve, how we need to evolve as marketers, as recruiters, as staffing specialists, as business owners. Things are going to happen. Indeed's going to make a change. They own their own software. They can do whatever they want, right? They, at the end of the day, can do what they want. By them shutting this down and making a change where they're going to now eliminate these expansions, Matt's right on. We need to be mindful. We need to check the data. We need to look at what's working, look at what's not working. We certainly don't just want to say, oh, let, we're going to ignore this because, oh, they won't pay attention to our little staffing firm in Buffalo, New York. They're, they're worried about the, you know, the manpowers of the world. They're worried about the big companies of the world. That's not true. You know, they are actively monitoring everything. And we want to play by those rules because the last thing that we want to see is you to get shut down because you're just choosing not to listen to, you know, what Indeed is saying here. So, you know, Matt, really good ideas, really good tips, best practices on what we can do given expansions are being shut down. And, you know, it's also reassuring is, is you're not seeing a huge jump off a cliff type of, you know, free fall when it comes to data, when it comes to applications. So the clients that you're working with, that you're partnering with are still seeing really good success from Indeed. It's not like a, a night and day difference in terms of they, they, they rolled this out, they made this change. And now all of a sudden it's, oh no, the sky is falling. It's not. And the other thing is if you're, if your budget's not spending as much on Indeed, you know, you could try to spend more there. There's tactics you could do, but also it could be the perfect time to try out some other job boards. You know, I'm not saying take your money away from you because you have to, but supplement. Look at ZipRecruiter. Look at, yeah, look at Zip. Look at talent.com, Upward Job Case. There's tons out there that you, I'm sure, would take your money. I don't think they've eliminated expansions. Um, and it keeps you a little diversified. So, Look at your data, see what's going on, and make the best decision based on your data that'll fill job orders. That's what we're here to do. Matt, if someone's listening right now and and they're not sure where to get started, they're not sure what to do, they've been using expansions, maybe they're just starting to use Indeed, right? Maybe we have new new listeners who aren't really sure really even what you're talking about, even though you did do a really good job summarizing it and giving an overview. What can they do? Always reach out to the team here at Haley Marketing. Uh, with me with LinkedIn, 
send an email over to the team, info at heliummarketing.com. Send me an email, um, and we'll help you, you navigate this and, and look at your data. We've been looking at data. You know, it's really what we're pushing in quarter two is send us over your, you know, your zip recruiter if you have job slots report or your Indeed performance report. And we'll let you know if it's good, bad, or indifferent. We had one, you know, earlier July, talked to someone that we're, we don't think we're doing so well. And they sent me the data and I'm like, you guys are doing okay. Um, areas for improvement, but you're, you're doing really well. So it's not always a, no, you stink at what you're doing. You need to improve. Um, we'll be pretty honest with you because, you know, that leads to the best relationships with anyone is honesty and transparency. There's always areas to improve, but, um, you know, we're here to help you let you know what's going on. Cause we, you know, we manage the dollars of this stuff and we're in the industry staffing only. So, um, we're here to help reach out and, and let us know. So with that, if you have any questions, reach out to Matt, you can connect with him on LinkedIn. You can shoot him an email. You can email info at HaleyMarketing.com. He would love to help you with your recruitment marketing and even just give you that overview of, Hey, you're doing all right, or here's some areas for improvement. Matt, let's talk about TikTok. We haven't done it a lot on Insights, but I came across a report the other day. It was actually on one of my days off last week, and I shot it to you. I shot it to the team because I, I had to get it out to somebody else. So there's a report, and I'm pulling it up real quick from Business Insider that says nearly half of Gen Z is using TikTok and Instagram for search instead of Google according to Google's own data. The the report goes on to say that nearly 40% of Gen Z prefers using TikTok and Instagram for search over Google. To combat that, Google is proposing some changes to their uh, search engine results page, the SERP, to attract a younger audience. The report also says that TikTok poses a pretty serious threat to YouTube. Matt, we've talked about TikTok in the past. We've talked about its rise in popularity, its explosion in popularity. TikTok is the number one website on the internet in terms of what site people are going to. TikTok is number one, not just for social, but just websites in general. TikTok is number one. I was shocked to see 40% of Gen Z is using TikTok or Instagram instead of Google search. Then I started thinking about it. Then I started to kind of dig into this, right? And and I started to go into, okay, stop being a marketer. Stop being someone who understands organic search. Stop, stop trying to psychoanalyze this. Think about what you do. I look at TikTok every night to figure out what workout I'm going to do the next day. On the other end, I have probably two or three people that I follow on Instagram who post daily workouts. I follow them. I'm not going to Google. I'm not going to bodybuilding.com. I'm not going to muscleandfitness.com. I'm following who I might consider an influencer on TikTok and Instagram for that. Let me give you another example. I told you I'm passionate about lawn care. I have a lot of time. You know, we work from home and I'm not saying I'm outside watering my grass all day, but I do take calls outside. So I'm looking at it after that call. I'm going to go pick that dandelion if I see it for sure. I'm not going to Google search. I know the two or three people that I follow on YouTube who post bi daily videos. I get all my tips from them. Interesting. Another example, TikTok, I recently just saw a commercial for, is featuring that you should be going to them for how-to articles or how-to videos rather. So how to whatever, change the oil in your car, TikTok. 
I started thinking about this segment, Matt, and I was my my initial thought was there is no way that many people are using TikTok and Instagram over Google search. And then I removed my marketer hat and removed my whole, okay, Brad, this is what you do for a living. And I thought about what I am just doing myself. And it's exactly what I'm doing. Exactly what I'm doing. I have so many takes. Let's start. Please. I, I please. One, I don't use TikTok. Never got into it. Have just stayed away. I feel like okay. the old man here in the room, but sure. Whatever. Um, I noticed this before, this actually during my vacation, when I'd be walking up and down the okay. aisles of the plane. People are on TikTok a lot. A lot. They're spending time there. And this backs up the report. And what I'm thinking is when you were talking about this, there was two things. One, I came into this segment, which I, I might table. But this one is you talked about, Brad, how you go to YouTube and you're following two or three people for lawn sure. care. You go to Instagram, you're following some influencers for sure. workout of the day. They reduce the friction. Yes. Google has friction. A ton. You have to, you, you, can, you still have to open the app, so that's the same, but now I have to type something in, comb the search results, even though Google's really good at it. And I don't know you. I don't know you and I don't trust you. Correct. Two parts of that. So yes, you'll, we'll touch on that. But like you go to Instagram, you know these two or three people have provided quality content over time and it's simple and easy. You can just log in, go. It's there. Google, you have to search. There's also a level of social proof that comes with those accounts. So you take somebody like the lawn care nut, right? Who talks about... Uh, he, he's in Florida, so he talks about, you know, Florida grass, right? I know how many subscribers he has. I know how many people are watching his videos. I know that there is a community of people like me who also trust him. When I see, you know, how to get rid of Clover on Google, that top search, I don't know how many other people are really subscribing to that theory. I don't know how many people are subscribing to that methodology. There's social proof in, hey, I trust the lawn care nut. Because he has a thousand videos, he has twenty thousand subscribers. I think it's more. It's a lot more than that. But there's proof with that. And Matt, you said people are on TikTok a lot. Report six days ago, the average TikTok user is on it an hour and a half, opening the app eight times per day. I actually think that's light. I think it's a lot higher than that. It's the only app I saw people using. It was wild. It was very eye opening. But I think your social proof point is. So we're putting the proof now in the followers crowdsourcing instead of trusting the Google algorithm, which it's kind of social proof because it should put the top results at the top of the list. But but they don't. But the other they problem don't. is, and Brady, you're going to get this home they here. They put ads at the top of the list. So you're abusing my trust, but right? Okay, so, sure. Again, and I'm just playing, I'm playing the other side of this. I'm taking the complete marketing side away for a second. You're not, you're not showing me no. the best result at the top. You're showing me who pays the most at the top. You don't earn Gen Z's trust by paying them. We True. already know that. Gen Z wants, they want um, things that are backed by reviews, backed by others that they follow, backed by influencers. So you can't throw your money no. at that individual and say, listen, we're the number one result because they don't care. And Google has a challenge with recency. Like they're getting better with current events, but the content isn't always, like if you go and type in 
workout of the day, it's probably not going to be something that's from July 19th, which is yesterday. It's something different. So how do we bring this back here for the, for the industry, Brax? I know you, you've, you've thought about that with, the, with your topic here. What's, what's our takeaway? I don't think the takeaway is stop ongoing SEO and invest all of your marketing dollars into TikTok. That is not my recommendation. My recommendation is what can we learn from sites like TikTok? If TikTok is leaning into this how-to space, if TikTok is short-form video, and YouTube's trying to compete with that by coming out with shorts, right? They're trying to have shorter videos on YouTube as well that you might be seeing. What can we learn? The first lesson, social proof. I liked that take a lot, Matt. I trust the lawn care nut with what he tells me to do with my specific lawn care because he is backed by a ton of subscribers, a ton of plays, a ton of views, and crowdsourced data that says, hey, we agree with what you're saying. So what can we do as staffing firms? Maybe we start to say how many candidates we're helping. Maybe we showcase how many clients we're helping. Maybe we talk about, hey, in the last 20 years, we've put 20,000 people to work. I have never in my years at Haley seen a site that has a rolling counter of how many candidates have been placed. Never. I also will tell you that there are probably only four or five clients that we work with who showcase client logos of who they're partnering with. There is no social proof when it comes to staffing right now, and we can fix that. When we have testimonials, we can have authenticity with it. We can have people's faces. We can have crowdsourced great content that says and backs up what it is that we're doing. I don't want this segment to be the sky is falling, stop organic search, stop doing this because we are seeing data that shows organic search is still king when it comes to staffing and recruiting firms. Google Analytics data supports that you still need a strong organic SEO strategy. That's not going away. My initial take here, Matt, as I think about it though, is what can we steal from TikTok and what can we steal from this report is that we need to back what we're doing by social proof. If Gen Z is not just trusting a floated article to the top of Google search, they're trusting influencers, they're trusting personal accounts, they're trusting individuals, maybe they're even trusting brands that have personal touch to them, we need to be doing that. I love the the candidate counter idea because I also don't know if that's a lot of people or not a lot of people, but, uh, but building off of that, you need some influencers on your team is what I'm hearing. And that can be tough because turnover for internal staffing and recruiting is hard. But that's what I'm hearing. But we've talked the value in personal branding for years. And you, you look at somebody like the staffing shark or Rosner, right? I mean, he's doing it. And he has, I, I can't even think about how many speaking engagements he's booked because of that brand. And, and you know, shark, if you're listening, huge shout out to you. You know, we're, we're good pals and I appreciate you listening as always. But he's doing it. And, and he's proven that if you have a personal touch, people want to work with you. So that's, that's what I'm hearing here is that, you know, how can you, you know, reduce the friction, build your influencers, build your social tr- proof based on what we're learning by human behavior with apps that are constantly evolving. It, it is. And, and this, again, when I sent you the article, I sent it as a, a shocking, I don't believe this. And then the more I thought about it, I absolutely believe it. 
when I think about my own behavior, and I would encourage you if you're listening to think about your social behavior or your searching behavior or your internet behavior, where are you going for answers? If you're looking for recipes, are you going to Google or are you going to sites like Pinterest or TikTok? Are you going to other places where you can easily digest that content? Matt, that was another point that I wanted to make real quick. TikTok's quick. You have a minute. I think you maybe have two minutes max. I don't know exactly what the time limit is, but most TikTok videos are very, very short. If I want a tip on how to cook a a cheeseburger, right? Something super easy. Give me the four steps as quick as possible. I don't need a 7,000 word article on how to grill a cheeseburger. So Gen Z, short attention span, they want instant gratification, want it short, want it quick. They're going to sites like Instagram and TikTok because it's quick and efficient. So when you think about content, we've talked about this on Insights before, you need to create content that is written in different ways. Are you blogging? Are you writing long form, short form? Are you creating video content? Are you breaking that into a podcast, breaking it into an ebook, an infographic? You don't know how people are going to consume that content, right? You think about the evening news, the morning news, a podcast giving the news, Twitter, whatever it is. People consume the news differently. People are consuming your content differently as well. So Matt, let's get us out of this. You know, if we think about 40% of Gen Z preferring TikTok and Instagram for search over Google, what do we need to do about that? For me, it's learning from what that means. It means that Gen Z is trusting crowdsourced information. They're trusting influencers. They're trusting people with a following. They're trusting people that have a brand. They're trusting people that they can see and, and interact with and relate to. Lightbulb, you are that person too, if you want to be. You are placing hundreds of candidates, thousands of candidates. Showcase that. You're working with the community. Showcase that. If you're working to help people elevate their career, showcase that. Be personal. We've talked personal branding a hundred of times, hundreds of times on this podcast, but you can do all of this at a different scale. And again, this isn't to say throw away organic search. It's to say, lean into what's working on those platforms and bring it to your world. Bring it to what works for you. Bring it to your staffing firm, your recruiting firm, because ultimately at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we're competing. Matt talked about it in segment one. We need to be diversified with where we're posting jobs. In the same respect, we need to be diversified in what we're doing to attract potential candidates and potential prospects. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You can tweet us at Haley Marketing. Let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators and be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar. This is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.